Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mantreau, and I am with Samantha Rudd, who is the vintner and owner of Rudd Estate and Press Restaurant in the Napa Valley. Samantha, <laughs> it is fantastic to sit down with you today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> you are, I don't know, you're a mystery. <laughs> I, I really am so excited uh, to have a few minutes of your time to get to know you and share your story with our listeners. So you actually more or less grew up on Red Estate. Mm -hmm. Would that be accurate? Yes. So originally from Wichita, Kansas, uh, but my family moved here when I was eight years old, really literally right to this property here in Oakville. And I'm an only child. And that move was the most impactful for me, probably. My parents are, were, my dad and mom were both total gypsies. They, like home was wherever they were. And I think being raised by people like that, you long for a real home. So I think I immediately connected to this property in a deeper way than just a family business. It is your home. Yes. You grew up here. Was it inevitable that you would work for one of the family businesses? For me, yes. For my dad, no. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's interesting. I know, I know. I think it was a dream. I mean, the idea, what made him fall in love with the wine business in, in general, which he got into later in life, was the idea that land could stay in families for hundreds of years. And, you know, being his only daughter, I think it was a natural conversation around a, a generational business. And I think he'd hoped that. But I think he also really struggled with and prioritized earn success and my need and right to find that on my own. He was a self-made man, a true entrepreneur, um, really working up until the day that he passed away was, you know, thinking about deals and, and business. And so I think he knew the importance of that self-worth, that hard work um, and, and earning it yourself gave to you. So he, he made it very, very clear to me, honestly, from as young as I can remember, that nothing and, and specifically the, the winery was not, certainly not my birthright. And I mean, I always was wanting to come back here to work and it was an always, you know, no, <laughs> uh, you, you need to go have your own own successes and failures elsewhere. And, and if you only work for your family, I mean, his, what he would tell me is if you only work for your family, then you'll only be 80% accountable. I mean, if you mess up, someone will cover for you. And I mean, now I have two kids of my own now, so I, you know, I, I understand it. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about some of your first career jobs. Mm -hmm. So my first, let's see, first job in the wine business, I uh, worked actually an internship at Spotswood and loved it and is I will forever feel so connected to that place and that family. And um, Jen Williams was the winemaker at the time. And then after that, I was working at, for a negociant in Paris for a bit and then came home and worked at uh, Clopagas in Calistoga. And then I went to work at Chateau Margaux on the winemaking side and then returned home in 2017. Very diversified <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> experience, but probably very beneficial mm -hmm. as a result. So those experiences, what do you think it prepared you for here? 
a lot. I think the experience of seeing other people make wine simply is is really, really important because if you don't have the personalized knowledge of it and, and all you have is, I mean, talk about if all I've ever worked was at Rudd, <laughs> then it'd have something even more than a house palette for sure. Right. Um, and seeing the way things, you know, what people do differently, both from a cultural side of the business with their team to how they make their wine. I mean, and, and certainly Margot, I was there for their um, 200 year anniversary. So oh, wow. that was really, really special to see because I was working in, on winemaking, but because of the vintage being such a monumental one, we were involved much more in the overall creation. Yes. Yeah. And the way that they were going to celebrate that. And I mean, for us in America, 200 years sounds, you know, such a goal to, to get to. So I, I learned a lot about the history, the tradition, the importance of the long-term vision. And uh, also, I think something while I was working there that I appreciated was how connected the community and the wineries are, the, the chateaus are. I think that that's something that we do here but can even do better. What do they do better there that we should apply here? I think that the wineries individualized not you know each winery or sorry or each chateau really impacts the community not solely through for example here Napa Valley Vintners which I think is you know incredible and probably they wish they had something exactly like that I guess the grass can always be greener but I think that the the respect they have for the community is so deep because it's they've seen it you know, through many different generations, you know, hundreds of years, many different economic and social events over the decades. And so I think, I I don't know, maybe it's not a different connection, maybe just more the history, right? right? Yeah, the history of it and perspective. It's just older. Right, exactly. It's just been around longer. Right, exactly. Which like nothing wrong. I mean, we can't fast forward time, (laughs) you know, certainly don't want to. Um, But maybe it's simply that just the time that they have on us. You came back here, I want to say, in 15. Right. And can you describe that moment? How was it working here, Mm -hmm. transitioning to the family business Mm -hmm. after all that great experience? Sure. I was always connected to here. Anytime I came home from wherever I was working or in the world, I was always physically would be here. And I've known, I mean, a lot of the people have been here for over a decade, so they've known me uh, and watched me grow and also sort of always had my point of view as well on, on the business. I think the first two years, because my dad was sick, I was really more in the role of sort of bridging bridging things and really a focus on streamlining, like really crystallizing vision and values and, and the culture here because with on obviously like a tremendous amount of respect for my for my dad but he was truly like I mentioned he got into this business in his early 50s he had a lot of experience in other industries and knew them inside and out and he he didn't have that here and he also always wanted to make sure I would so that I wouldn't ever feel like handicapped by my experience or my lack of lack of or lack of knowledge and that I could know when I made a decision I was making what I you know the best one I could make from knowing exactly and so I think um, I was sort of bridging that change of uh, I guess an entrepreneur running a winery versus a vintner running Mm -hmm. a winery and I again I like say that with respect and and you know know that 
we needed an entrepreneur and so does the world, but I, I'm uh, much more laser focused, I guess, and not doing as many things as, as, he, as was. he was. Yeah. Well, and like you said, you, you looked at it differently mm-hmm. and you streamlined some, some things mm-hmm. when you first came on board, you officially kind of took over the mm-hmm. reins in 2018. Right. At that point, or even today, can you speak to who has influenced your career the most and how has that individual influenced your career? I'm, as I mentioned, I'm from Wichita, Kansas. Right. So um, I've, my family has been friends with, the, with Charles and Liz Koch for over 50 years. My, my dad was in preschool with them. So honestly, I would say Charles above Charles and my dad have influenced mm-hmm. your life mm-hmm. and how have they influenced your life sure so through at the time um called market-based management which is the charles's philosophy essentially management style through all of his companies um and i realized it seems like how could what an unlikely connection how could you connect you know obviously they're in much different industries than than i am but from a really young age i was taking classes at, at coke industries and market-based management and the application of taking principles from a free and prosperous society and applying them to a business and starting with the assumption that you, I believe that people are good and they want to do good. Mm -hmm. And I think that that simply breaking it down like that just connected so many dots. My dad was a, you had to learn through osmosis from him. He was not a teacher. I mean, if he, it was all intuition and partnerships for his success, not a formula. It was his gut feeling, which you know, that's magic. You can't teach that or transfer that or, you know, so I think as much as I could, I learned a lot of that through osmosis from just a tremendous amount of time around him and being perceptive because I'm an only child. I was around adults all the time. Um, but, but you can't replicate that over and over again. And Charles is the opposite. He's a teacher and he's very formulaic. And so I could connect the two and, um, he has a, real emphasis on virtue and values and that resonated with me and aligning that with business success and business goals and that just made sense so I could take the best of both and and apply it I know that probably is a a surprising answer but (laughs) they made a great pair Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for sure yeah so now that you are at the helm you've put a great deal of focus on organic farming fostering unique collaborations Mm -hmm. Can you tell me why those two things are so important? Sure. Yes. So organic farming to me is something my dad had started to introduce. And then, you know, that was always important to me, not just because of the benefits of having a healthy soil, which is at the you know base level, the assumption you're making with with organic farming. But number one, I, I really care about being results driven. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to just market that we're organic. We only put a sign out that we're organic, I don't know, a couple, maybe a year or two ago. And we've you know been organic for well over a decade. So it matters to me more that it's result based so that I really, really felt that the soils were healthier, the cover crop was healthier, the team was healthier. I don't even mean just from from being in the vineyard, but I meant the the way they feel, um, how they are when they come to work, how they feel as a as a community. I think people often leave out the human side of of sustainability or regenerative farming or even organic farming. I think it's bigger than just what we're literally putting in the vineyards, and I think it shows that you care. And I think you have to care for people to buy into what you're doing. And right. we have a tremendous amount of 
care that goes into everything that we do here. So it just felt like the natural thing to continue to double down on and make sure we're not the cutting edge, not not the bleeding edge. That's what my dad would always tell me of of taking care of our land for the next generation. And so I think that was an obvious path for me to go down to to continue to do to grow upon the foundation my dad had laid. And then the unlikely collaborator. So I'm I mentioned an only child and my parents being gypsies, so I was always all over the place. I honestly have the most, I can't tell you where I was in middle school, high school, or what year it was. I have a very challenging timeline um, of my education, which I, I realize is, is, a, is a blessing, but I was always the new kid. And also being an only child, I was you know isolated in, in a way in all these new scenarios. And so I always felt like I'd hoped to be inclusive because I was a new new person. And also that I found sometimes the most interesting things I did or people I talked to were the most unlikely. And then bringing two different people of unlikely backgrounds together, sometimes the most interesting things come from that. So I always wondered how I could physically make that a reality or what I could do with With that. that. Yeah, exactly. And so when I got back here, it felt like the perfect place we have a space on the property that sort of an art a studio and then a place that someone can stay and I like I mentioned my emphasis on on the team here and I talk about bringing your best self to work and I I don't mean that in maybe the like slogan on the wall way what I mean is outside of work what inspires you the most I talk about that a lot with our team and I mean they're incredibly interesting people aside from the value they add to the winery so it's been awesome to have people from both the restaurant and here suggest people to be unlikely collaborators that people that inspired them and then they come and then like we had a choreographer from New York that a previous um, assistant GM from press suggested. I mean, you wouldn't think of a choreographer coming to a winery and that was not a natural synergy, but right. uh, it was in- it's so inspiring for, for everybody and, and for him, him as well. And geographer, perfumer, videographer, ceramicists, I mean, chefs. Very. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's cool. It's also really inspiring. Too. Well, yeah, well, thank you. But I also think inspiring for our team. We had this mm-hmm. awesome Maria Moyer is a phenomenal, cool, cool woman based in L.A. and an unbelievable artist. And her most inspiring piece of this property was our ag barn where we store our shade cloth which Jesus is one of our uh, vineyard workers. He's our tractor worker who's awesome and been here for over a decade. It's rare that guests come to the property, go to our ag barn, talk to Jesus and tell him, oh my gosh, this is the coolest room I've been in at the property. And for him, that was a totally unlikely (laughs) collaboration between him and Maria and her admiration of his work. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, He must have felt so much appreciation, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. just a nice gesture for sure right so it prompts me to ask Mm -hmm. you (laughs) what inspires you the most I think on a very like close to home um response Mm -hmm. my husband and my kids Mm -hmm. and maybe not in the most traditional way that of course family you know so important is very important to um, most people um but really because we put a lot of attention on on like taking care of our family and each other and supporting each other and so and my husband's really intelligent guy so i um we talk a lot about everything and so that i find him um very inspiring and i also get a lot of inspiration from 
our team here and what their what they do outside of here and how laser focused they are on their specific role here and then how it all fits together to do for it to be able to do what we do I'm inspired back to the people but I'm inspired by the team at press how they came together during really COVID really inspired me how they um, like overnight just made everything happen there was no question of around what we could or couldn't do to help the community or to change the business they just they did it and I that was inspiring and then also a lot from nature <laughs> I love nature and being out outdoors and yeah spend a decent amount of time in Colorado so there's something important I think to be in nature where it's so massive and it just puts it into perspective that it's really all bigger than us <laughs> right we're just this little bleep on a exactly ball yeah yeah <laughs> right? yeah exactly in space mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit more about red estate when when somebody comes here what do you hope their takeaway is i hope that they take away the quality of everything that we do mm-hmm. the intention and purpose and care of everything that we do because at a family winery i mean 100 percent family-owned winery which as you know we all know is more and more rare I'm honestly also inspired and hope people take away how much the people who who work here care about this place and honestly my family I mean I don't ever ever take that for granted I'm like an only child I had a a mom and a dad and not a lot of extended family and so the I think maybe also probably the emphasis on, on the people so I care that they can feel that they can feel how much we care and how deeply we think of what we do and what we communicate to to the our mailing list when someone goes to press what kind of experience do you hope that they have there i hope that they feel taken care of like they were the star of the evening that again the care and the attention to detail that i know that the team goes above and beyond to do and also that they really see Napa Valley for what it is I mean our intention there is to put Napa Valley on a pedestal in every way that we can and so I hope people leave just even more in love with this place and what's the future what's on the horizon for you and for the winery and for press for press hopefully we open more locations and more restaurants we have like on believably qualified team there Mm -hmm. so hopefully that from a purely business standpoint hopefully that's underway yes (laughs) and for rudd i think it's you know one of my dad's friends always said to him um rudd's napa valley's best kept secret and there's a pros and cons to that i think that what i hope the future for here is to never rest on our laurels i mean continuous improvement is a value of ours make sure we're always doing the best that we possibly can here and also taking more risks. I mean, that's, I think, a difference between my dad and I. I'm much more willing to take risk where, you know, in other areas of his life, he he obviously did with business risks, but not maybe as much here, maybe back to his lack of complete personalized knowledge of the business. And so I'm excited for that. I feel that we can take risks, we can fail and we can succeed and we can adjust quickly um, as a family-owned nimble Uh, winery we can so that excites me and all I feel is excited and ready (laughs) well the possibilities are endless (laughs) yeah well I hope so
Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. Wine Country Women cultivate, create, and support beautiful wines. And at Comerica, we do the same. Hi, I'm Hema Quinn, Senior Vice President in the Comerica Wine Group. I help and work closely with winery owners and CFOs to grow their businesses. Whether that involves planning, operations, inventory, and more, we're here for you. Comerica has a large wine industry portfolio, and many of our clients have been with us for over 20 years, and we'd love to work with you. To learn more about Comerica's wine services, please call 888-973-8665. Let's shift to your personal life. Okay. What town do you live in, in the Valley? I live in St. Helena. I love St. Helena. That's <laughs> Me where too. I live. <laughs> it's, you know, the perfect little town. It is. It really is. Great for raising a family. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that why you chose it? <laughs> no, I mean, we, that's just where my parents picked. <laughs> and so that's what I've known. And, um, that's, so that's where we ended up, I okay. guess. Yeah. If we took a step inside your home, mm-hmm. what would we see? What's your decorating <laughs> style? More color than you could ever imagine. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, like a rainbow. <laughs> very, very colorful. Okay, give me more detail. <laughs> Let's see. My couch is multiple colors of purple. I have hundreds of, prob- no, not hundreds. Let's say 30 pillows of all shapes and sizes and fabrics and colors, velvet and literally rainbow uh, sequin pillows. Our bedroom is completely wallpapered in this really cool like teal and pink yellow wallpaper that matches our headboard that matches everything so it's like a yes yeah very 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 colorful other than maybe my two kids room my boy I have two little boys their rooms are not as relaxing I mean they are cool and bright but like big dinosaur wallpaper Mm -hmm. and then my older son has big palm trees all over the place with these like crazy snakes and it's like a jungle so um maybe those I'm not as um calm in yeah but all the others I'm very calm and it's very peaceful and we look out at the vineyards and mountains and so we're not you don't really see any other houses and so it's very calm so you didn't answer the question oh yeah sorry well, kick back and relax <laughs> i know i know you go to i'm, um, I'm honestly my closet my <laughs> closet. closet i'm a clothes and jewelry okay, she's gal she's got a big yeah, closet so I, and she lounges in I the do. closet i'm happy in my closet it's true what kind of music do you like to put oh, on what kind of music I'm, i i really listen to all types honestly i know that can be a, an annoying answer but i really listen to all types okay, of music last last I know, what is bit of music uh, that you listen to I was country listen- rock the, easy listening. I know. I guess I don't. The XX. I think that's maybe considered alternative, but okay. it's not. It's melt. I mean, it's like chill alternative. Okay. Yeah. Chill alternative. Bon, yeah. Bon Iver. I like a lot. Um, okay. We're yeah. getting some a- answers. Yeah, here. I know. I know. All right. I don't. Con- I don't feel like I maybe dodge dodge answers, but I think maybe I do. I need to be more direct with my. <laughs> You're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> so if you have any free time between uh, juggling two businesses kids and a husband yes do you have a hobby <laughs> do you I know what collect anything uh, do you play a sport what what is it I know I know um I love to work out that's certainly a hobby and an outlet of mine we have uh, how do you work out I are you a peloton girl? <laughs> no I'm actually not my friend owns a gym in St. Helena oh, so yes. I go there basically I think almost every day so I love that I also love uh, do you collect something 
my husband would say probably yes I collect clothes and jewelry but no <laughs> but no but you don't want to give in yeah to that. No. no I love um ceramics so I co- I would say I collect ceramics from from different people that's um, interesting yeah we have a, a foundation a family foundation so that's a decent amount of my time as well so that's a I don't know if it's a hobby but it's where I spend my free time <laughs> is there something and I feel like you've brought up a few things already but is there something people might be surprised to learn about you do you skydive <laughs> uh, no. did you egg or TP houses <laughs> as a youngster I don't know I know I think maybe they'd be surprised to know how much I'm here <laughs> I often see people in there they ask like oh you're here and you're like I'm, I'm here yeah, I'm all the time. <laughs> exactly I'm like I don't know where else I would be um, I think that's maybe one thing that's a simple thing but I think people are sometimes surprised um, maybe people would be surprised to know I'm not a very good cook <gasps> I don't think I've ever said Admitted that in that? recording <laughs> well who says you're not a very good cook does your husband no I guess maybe I don't put much effort into it so okay. maybe that's why I'm well not you know very good. The, the simplest of dishes are the best right. anyway right I all know. you need are great ingredients it's, my mom is a phenomenal cook so that's what she tells me all the time like just learn to make the best roast chicken she's a big Ina Garten oh there you fan go. so okay but, yeah she spoils my husband because I don't cook much <laughs> enough well, for him good. yeah <laughs> exactly you've, you've got it easy exactly then. you're it's off true. the hook yep a little bit <laughs> You've done quite a bit of traveling. Is there a meaningful trip in your past that you can tell us about? I went to Cuba during the, when there was still an embargo. And that was very, very memorable where I think I learned Spanish, to speak Spanish as well as I do, not in the classroom, but there. I was only 12. I went on a government-sponsored program. And oh, I, amazing. Yeah, it was a definitely an experience. How long were you there? I was there for about five weeks. And you learned Spanish. Well, I already had I'd taken Spanish for a really long time, but right. I had no idea what this trip was going to be. And quite honestly, I don't think that my dad completely did either. Just signed me up for this experience. He was a real firm believer of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger literally up until the threshold of what doesn't kill you um and so yeah it was a wild experience I really they were hesitant to let me back in it was a very wild so that was very memorable mm-hmm. were you scared at any point yes that you were there yes what happened that probably honestly just being a young woman by myself I mean I wasn't by myself but I was in this group of people I was by right. myself so yes I was scared right would <laughs> you go back to Cuba yeah now yes if you know if the political environment had been the same as it was when I went no I mean I went I was 12 I'm 35 so I mean right. it was a long time ago but I can't believe you just told everybody how old you <laughs> <laughs> she's revealing all sorts of secrets I know here. <laughs> I guess I don't I really don't have much to hide right <laughs> yeah it just seems like everything that I've seen on Cuba lately mm-hmm. it's like taking a step back in right time. right um, and I just was concerned that your experience going there at such a young age, maybe it ruined you for ever wanting to attempt to experience mm. it again. Or did you get your fill then and you have no interest in going back? No, I'd go. I would go back. I don't think much would scare me to never go again. I, I really am an open-minded person mm-hmm. and, and a very. I try to be a very present person. So sure. I don't, you know, I guess like 
you'd say never say never and right. and you can always learn and and my kids haven't you know traveled they're three and five so they haven't traveled as much as I have so they will I hope one day so another trip for sure would be Africa I went on a like three months safari with my mom and dad in Africa and that was really unbelievable so definitely hope to take my kids back with my mom and husband when they're a little older I imagine that would be just incredible Mm -hmm. it really is seeing the animals up close and personal right talk about feeling vastness of nature and the perspective of us (laughs) us <laughs> well why don't we wrap things up on okay. that note okay That's serious <laughs> i'm gonna ask you five quick questions okay they are really really lighthearted. okay i'm ready so just go with me okay what kind of car do you drive <laughs> um uh mercedes what is your favorite flower anemones okay what's in your nightstand cream like hand cream lots and lots of books that i halfway get through and hope they just somehow go into my mind at night while I'm sleeping (laughs) (laughs) and usually flowers and like on the side of it flowers what's one of your favorite movies legends of the fall Brad Pitt never looked better (laughs) I agree (laughs) and last question who would you like to have dinner with if you could pick anyone Mm. would that mystery guest be Ooh, that's a that's a big one I don't know if I'm going to honestly really give you a, a real, real answer. Who would I like to have dinner with? There's probably a whole bunch of I know, of exactly. I know. Just okay, one of them. Probably for none of the reasons anyone would expect, and and my it would probably be my dad. Aww. <laughs> well, that's super sweet. <laughs> Samantha has been a true delight to be with you today. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.